This is Psalms to God, Season 5, Episode 7, Balance. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. Futility of futilities, says the preacher. All is futility. In addition to being wise, the preacher also taught the people knowledge, and he pondered, searched out, and arranged many proverbs. The preacher sought to find delightful words and to write words of truth correctly. The words of the wise are like goads, and masters of these collections are like driven nails. They are given by one shepherd. But beyond this, my son, be warned. The writing of many books is endless, and excessive study is wearying to the body. The conclusion, when everything has been heard, is fear God and keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 8 through 14, NASB. Hey guys, welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. This is your host, Re, and today I want to talk about perspective and balance and balancing your perspective. Um, when I was really young, when I got my first job, I remember going to the training and they kept harping on this phrase, perception is reality. And the video was really about you know, harassment and things like that. Like if, if you perceive that you're being harassed, then you are, um, even if the other person doesn't think that they're harassing you, that was really more of the context and the point of the video. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that every person has their own perspective. They have their own experiences, their own traumas, their own baggage, and those things shape how they see things. And so when you experience something, you experience it through the lens of your past. And because we each have a different past, how we experience things are very different. So what we each think is reality is slightly off color to everyone else's reality. I think of it as the color black. When you buy black clothes, you can never get the same shade of black. It never matches. The blacks never match. And that's how reality is. When we tell a story, even though we've all, we're all watching the same event, we're all listening to the same speech, we all will come away with something slightly different. And that's one of the things that can really shift how we view things. I mentioned this um, in more detail in a different episode when we we're talking about communication, talking about like controlling the narrative and, you know, making sure that you're not adding to what's happening or what's being said to you. 
But I want to go a little bit deeper on this concept of perspective and balance using these two YouTube channels that I watch. And I want to use them because I think they highlight how you can see the same thing and get very, very different perspectives out of it and how pieces of each can be true or all of each can be true, but you have to understand where people are coming from. Like you, it's good to know both sides or to understand both perspectives as opposed to just being like, my perspective is the only perspective. And so the two channels I want to talk about today are Little Light Studios and Cinema Therapy. Some of you may be familiar with one or both of these channels, but for those of you who've never heard of them, briefly speaking, um, they both share content surrounding movies and media. Little Light Studios is a Christian content channel, and so they talk about movies from the lens of being a Christian. They often point out occult themes or you know, demonic practices in Hollywood, things like that. And it's really, their perspective is really going to be more of you should not be watching movies at all. That's probably what they would say to you. Um, Cinema therapy, on the other hand, it is a licensed therapist and a uh, filmographer, and they love movies. In fact, I believe that they sign off their videos saying watch more movies. So they would tell you to watch all the movies, which is, like I said, polar opposites in messaging. But they tend to focus more on the relationships within the movies, the relationships between the characters, the relationship the character has with themselves, inner, inner conflict and things like that. And then just like the filmography itself, like the details, how things are animated, how it's shot, et cetera, et cetera. And so as I was getting ready to do this video, like I knew that they have different ways that they view the movies and I knew that they would be a good candidate for this, but I wanted to really step it up a notch and I wanted to try to contrast where they were talking about the same movie. Now I tried to find a movie that I had also seen because I thought it would help me with the context of what was happening and providing some of my own opinion of what they were saying, but they both have so much content on their channels. I did not feel like combing through every single video trying to find movies that I had seen that they had also both reviewed because that just seemed like it was going to be a pain. So I really just took the first thing I could find that they both did. And that happens to be the movie Soul. I have not seen Soul. So I have no real bearings to tell you that, you know, this is true or this is not true or this is taken out of context or they made this too literal or whatever. I cannot give you my opinion on the actual movie because I have not seen it. Um, all I really know about it is what they, the two of them discussed, the two different channels discussed. I'm not even sure if I've actually seen the trailer for Soul. Um, I've probably seen the trailer. 
I, I, I remember not being interested in seeing the actual movie when I heard about it. So there's that. Um, so anyway, for starters, Little Light Studios does not watch the movies that they review. Um, I have noticed that in some cases this turns around to bite them in the butt because often they are taking things out of context. And um, I have noticed this with movies that I did watch. And in some cases, I think that viewers who call them out about this are being defensive about the fact that their favorite movie or their favorite show is being called into question for content. Um, it's, you know, it's being called occultic, it's being called demonic, and no one wants to hear that their childhood favorite series is demonic. However, as somebody who can freely admit that I used to watch things that have highly occultic themes in them, I am confident in saying that um, some of the things that they talked about for shows that I watched in the past are completely valid, but at the same time, they also took things out of context. So some of what they said, I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. And other things I'm like, no, you took that out of context and you're exaggerating, um, which does make it easier if you're being defensive to completely write off what they're saying. And the only reason I went on that tangent is because it's important for us as believers when we're discussing things to put them into context. Um, but it's also, that's also why it's important to get balance, this whole thing about balance and perspective. Um, anyway, that being said, Little Light Studios video on Soul is like 10 minutes long because they didn't watch the movie. So they, they can only talk about the clips or the snippets that they've seen, um, which of course is going to make it shorter. Cinema Therapy's video is much longer. I think it was somewhere around 35 to 40 minutes because they watched the entire movie and reacted to the entire movie and then edited the footage so that it's shorter than the movie. So very different methods of how they even record and how they go about telling you the information. That being said, there's actually very little overlap in what they discussed the only thing that i found that they touched that that both videos touched upon was diversity which is really really telling about the society we live in it it says something that the only thing both channels felt the need to mention was the fact that the main character was black um, and Little Light Studios, the way they mentioned it was very questionable, very suspect um, in the sense that they sandwiched it between introducing the, the movie and talking about, quote unquote, the woke agenda. And so in, in the phrasing and in the placement of when they mention that this is the first Pixar movie to feature a black protagonist, it almost sounds like they're critiquing the movie for it. So they're, it's, it almost sounds like they're saying that this is bad that they made the, the movie about a black person, which if, if I didn't watch so many Little Light Studio videos, I probably would have been offended. 
but they do actually have a a fairly diverse staff um so i don't think that they meant it the way it came out i just think that they didn't think that through when they were editing the video and when they were writing the script etc etc um but that's where they put their two cents in about the character being black and then uh cinema therapy went into a very lengthy aside about the importance of representation and the psychology uh how like it affects the subconscious when minorities are only seen as side characters and the white person is always the main character and how people start to develop the mentality that that's how life is that you know black people are just side characters or token characters and the same could be said for asian characters or um, hispanic characters indian characters native characters all of us who are underrepresented in uh television etc cetera, etc cetera. and it was actually a very a very good discussion that i think once again the church typically strays away from this conversation in favor of blasting woke theology or woke you know ideologies um instead of actually addressing things that are real things that minority viewers probably have experienced and felt as a minority who grew up in the 90s i grew up watching things like clueless and sabrina the teenage witch i know that's very occultic like i said i used to watch things that were highly occultic because uh, i also used to watch charmed um boy meets world safe by the bell the lizzie mcguire show a lot of the media that i consumed as a child does not have a black character in it and if they do you know it's lisa turtle who is literally just cast off to the side and she never had a proper love interest she was just always being fawned over by screech and meanwhile the real the the actress who played lisa turtle was dating the guy who played uh zach which makes me really mad like i'm sorry guys like let me let me let me come back let me come back to what's what we're talking about right so my point is as a minority i do think this is a conversation that we as believers should be having but a lot of times believers end up in the situation that little light studios did and this is what pushes young people and minorities away from faith in christ even though the bible is clearly not racist the the bible is it's not against white people it's not against black people it's not against any people it clearly just wants everyone to follow the most high it wants us to follow the messiah and as long as we're all following the messiah we are one there's literally a verse it says we are neither jew nor greek neither male nor female neither free nor slave but we're all one in christ jesus we're all supposed to be treating each other the same loving each other and you know supporting each other which is really more of what you hear from the secular channel than you do from the christian channel which is questionable highly questionable um but that is the only thing they both talk about which i also find really interesting because what should be said is kind of reversed but 
Little Light Studios focuses heavily on the fact that there's a lot of Eastern religion in it or Eastern spirituality, despite the fact that the director claims to be a Christian. And they show clips of the director talking about the fact that he's a Christian and also talking about the fact that he doesn't want to put his faith in the movie, which when you hear him say he's like oh i don't want to you know push belief on anybody i don't want to cram it down anybody's throat which okay i'll go with you there but then you know i mean there's a difference between cramming it down someone's throat and just you know casually throwing in some of the principles this is the argument that J.R. tolkien had with c.s lewis and if you dig and you actually follow um you'll see critiques of how obvious Christianity is or their version of Christianity is in uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and the Chronicles of Narnia in general versus Lord of the Rings. And while many people would argue that both have some maybe occult themes and people have varying beliefs about how much magic is included and things like that, um both c.s lewis and J.R.R. tolkien professed to be christians um and included their version of christianity in their works i actually saw a video recently on tolkien's uh his unit the his legendarium and and how his Christian beliefs affected it that actually really made it actually gave me a lot more respect for Lord of the Rings than I than I had before then but that's again a side topic um about the director um but yeah so Little Light Studios focuses on the fact that he doesn't want to get into his Christian belief in his movies but yet he's including things about chakras and yoga and he has this character Moonwind that is like this zen you know yogi type of a character um and it's interesting because cinema therapy doesn't mention Moonwind at all little light studios focuses on him heavily but if you watch the cinema therapy video which like i said is like 30 to 40 minutes they never mention this character. I'm not even sure if they showed a clip of this character. Another thing that Little Light Studios focuses in on are the this belief that the soul existed in this kind of perfect state before coming to Earth, which is apparently a belief taught by the LDS church or the Mormon church. Um, and there's also kind of this Gnostic vibe to it. So in the movie, they're in this kind of perfect place and they're trying to convince a character to come to Earth. And if you think about it, that's super crazy. Like, let's say there was this before, like before we became a soul, before God breathed life into us, let's say we existed in this heaven-like place, why would we want to come here? Would that not be, pun like that would be literally being cast out. We were cast out of heaven and sent here. That's punishment. That would make this hell. Um, 
it like that just doesn't make sense why would you want to leave perfection to come here to pay bills to work to get sick to have heartache like that just nobody in their right mind would do that and so it's interesting because of course in the, the whole point of the movie is trying to convince the character that that is what you're supposed to do that that's what life is and life is important and it's precious and you want that you want to leave paradise to come to life which is very anti anti what you would think you would want but that goes into gnosticism which teaches that adam and eve were prisoners or enslaved in the garden and satan was trying to free them or to to help them and that comes into the way of more of the occult thinking more satanic thinking the do as thou wilt and this idea of leaving perfection to embrace sin um and so that's really more of the take that little light studios focuses on meanwhile cinema therapy is focused more so on the relationship and the emotional side of the movie which is actually extremely relatable so much so that one of the men that hosts cinema therapy actually gets emotional throughout the video talking about his own um, situations and his own experiences with this one of the ones that they shared that I even related to there's a scene in the movie where the main character is expressing to his mother how important it is for him to follow his dream of being a musician and the mother basically cuts him down it's like you need to get you need to be realistic you're not going to become a famous musician you need to do something that's going to pay your bills, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the person hosting from uh, Cinema Therapy talks about how he went home and he told his mother that he wanted to be the next Steven Spielberg and he was so excited. And his mother basically said the same thing to him was, you know, like, you're not going to be Steven Spielberg. There's only one Steven Spielberg. You need to focus on, you know, a more realistic goal and I have a similar story right when I was a kid I said I wanted to be a writer and my parents told me you know like you know they explained to me that you know you're, you're not you know you might be poor for the rest of your life you you either have to write what people tell you to write or what people want you to write you have to write something that actually sells and not everybody goes out and becomes a bestseller not everybody is going to write, you know, a, a novel or a novel series like Twilight or The Hunger Games or Divergent that's going to get turned into a major Hollywood picture and become, you know, a millionaire overnight. And that's one of those things that I think many of us have probably experienced. And from a perspective of a parent, you know, I mean, I'm not a parent, but now that I'm an adult, I understand why my parents had that perspective. You know, life is not cheap by any means. And now that I've worked various jobs, I understand there is a difference. There is a stability. There's there is a comfort in the fact that, like, for instance, for my job now, it's salaried. I can take a day off and I don't lose money. I can call in sick and I don't lose money. 
that's not true for a lot of positions even like as an entertainer i mean who's on tour right now y'all i don't follow these entertainers but somebody like beyonce taylor swift i think taylor swift is on is on tour right now right if she does not feel well and her concert is tonight and y'all done paid three four hundred dollars to go to this concert she can't just be like i don't feel well i'm not gonna do the concert or i'm gonna half do the concert because i you paid big money to be there like she better show up and show out and you can't be changing the dates of the concert because that conflicts with other dates and also people took off from work to get there and all kind of like the show must go on that is a very different way of making money than if i wake up in the morning and i don't feel well i just send out an email to my team yo i don't feel well i'm not coming in today and if i want to make up the time um, at my own convenience I can and if I don't I don't like that's a very different way of living and I think that's what my parents were trying to tell me when I was a kid I think that's what his parents were trying to tell him and I think that's what the mother in the movie was trying to tell her son like they want you, a parent's job is to make sure that you're cared for that you are eating that you know that you grow up and you can feed yourself and you can put a roof over your head but at the same time it's very disheartening. It's it's very hurtful. It, it it comes out as you don't believe that I can succeed. You don't believe that I'm actually good at this or that I'm good enough to succeed in this. And that can be psychologically damaging, which is what they talk about on Cinema Therapy. And I think Christian families experience this probably even more than secular families. So that was one of the things that they touched on that I think was very relatable. They also talk about that feeling of not knowing your purpose or not finding your purpose. And they actually tie that into the overall theme of the movie, which they say is about finding your purpose and understanding the meaning of life. Um, now, of course, as a believer, I would say the meaning of life is summarized very well in... Um, Ecclesiastes written by Solomon where he's like all this vanity <laughs> really like your duty is to love God and to try to be a decent person right like but you know all jokes aside it really that's what they focus on they focus on the heart of it the the, the purpose the the emotions behind it and a lot of the things they talked about are very very relatable and I can see how whether you're a believer or not, if you watched it, you could become very much enamored with the movie and be very much touched by what's happening because you relate to that. And that's why I think it's important to have balance. This is why I watch both channels because I think it's important to be able to have that conversation. I think it's important to understand, even though I agree with Little Light Studios that there probably is a lot of occult themes in Soul. Like, I did not want to see it because it is about this weird afterlife type of a belief or before life type of a belief. And I had a feeling that it would go into kind of spiritual themes that, let's just be frank, Hollywood is not where you want to go for spirituality. They're, the spirit they're going to give you is not the spirit you want. I'm going to put it like that. And so I wasn't particularly interested in the movie. But before, you, you know, 
if you only consume Little Light Studios content, or if I was to only consume that, I feel like you would be very quick to judge somebody who watched the movie and be like, why would you watch that? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I feel like, to be honest, Little Light Studios probably would not be great at having the conversations that Cinema Therapy had. But those are conversations that are equally important. And I think those types of conversations should still be had in Christian media. Um, and that we as believers should be creating spaces for those conversations. Like if you're going to tell people not to watch movies, you still have to address all of these issues because we still experience those things. We still experience feeling like we haven't found our purpose or we're not really living our life the way that we want to. We still have issues with diversity in the church and representation. We have issues with, you know, how we express ourselves and, and feeling like we belong and feeling like we can can achieve things and feeling like people don't believe in us, et cetera, et cetera. And so, again, just a well-rounded, balanced perspective came from watching both videos and understanding both perspectives. But also, the fact that those perspectives were so different that they only overlap on one topic, and that one topic is about race. Which, like I said, that says a lot about where we are in America, in the state of America, etc., etc. But it also shows you how wildly different perspectives you can get from the same thing. And I think it's important to think about that as you're talking to people, as you're experiencing things, try to see it from different angles, try to see where other people are coming from. And like I said, that doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they say. It doesn't mean you have to change your stance. It just means have a balanced perspective. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. Let me know your thoughts. The show notes for this, as well as links to both videos, are on the blog, www.psalmstogod.com, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.